Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy! But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. It's week 19. Can you believe 19-year-old me is still employed, still doing the barest minimum of work and still not putting anything worthwhile in my diary? I know, right? Uh, Lucky I was so self-absorbed I figured even my mundane existence was worthy of putting to paper. It's so perfectly teenage in all its delusions. Hey, it's 1989, so let's reset your minds musically and take you back to what songs were making their chart debut in the uh, top 50 in 89 of this week. Roxette would go on to have a number one hit with their single, The Lurk, but it started out at number 45. We also got new music from Simple Minds, The Bell Stars, Michael Jackson, and Kate Sobrano's Bedroom Eyes were wide open with the highest debut of the week in at number 25. Remember, there's no SMS or email. In fact, we would handwrite letters and post them in the mail. Or if your office had a fax machine, you could send faxes to each other. Just scribble what you wanted to say on a piece of A4. Then you dial the phone number for your mate's uh, fax machine and hit send. And you wait for it to slowly feed through the fax machine bit by bit. It was so speedy, but also not even compared to today. Uh, I also sent and received telexes. And now I don't even know what that is or what that involves. All the memories that disappear with time and drinking and other substances we don't want to focus on right now. Hey, coming up, I'm going to make my mother cry and actually find it cute. But don't worry, I'm not actually a full tilt asshole. There is a reason for me having the cuteness feels while she is in tears. I'll also attend a quiz night with the who's who of Karatha's business elite. But obviously now they're more just the who of Karatha to me. And despite my protests, they will keep sliding me free vodka and oranges. Hence, no idea who they are. Thanks, brain. I'll also get excited when I get a personalised radio station sweeper that says my actual name and I fall asleep and miss a dinner party I was invited to. Once again, I've roped in another one of my besties to help me break down another week's worth of diary entries. So let's have at it. Who is that? 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 Who is this? Who is that? It's the delightful Retina Wallow. Welcome back. Hello. You're sitting in a hotel room in the south of France right now taking time out of your holiday to help me with this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, you called me on the road yesterday and you took me through most of Belgium. 
Well, yeah, there's no flying happening because of the coronavirus. Uh, So everyone's driving to and from. And when you live in Amsterdam, it's easy just to pop over to France, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I do. And you've been working so hard, lady. You deserve this little break. So thank you for taking time out to hang with me. It's perfect. Um, All the time in the world for you. I got a flag that last week's episode, the one that we did just before this, was with Natalie uh, White, who I met as a retail worker at On Bazaar and Caratha. And I realised that I befriended her because I'd buy clothes off her. And of course, I befriended you because I bought clothes off you. So apparently I have a pattern. <laughs> yeah, you're one of those customers that likes to actually get to know what it is that you're buying. A lot of people just buy stuff and don't actually know how it's made, where it's from, or, you know... But you're interested. Yeah. Interesting people are interested. Also, when I'm spending that much money, I want to make sure I'm getting everything I need, including friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you want me to buy something? Well, you'll need to be my friend first. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute. Sicko. All right. (laughs) Should we get stuck into it? Let's do it. All right. Let's take in uh, Sunday, May 14. This was written at 1.14am. Hello. Well, today I didn't get up until 1.30 p.m. Jesus. Have a sleep in, mate. It was absolutely Marvy and well worthwhile. Ooh, I love Marvy instead of marvelous, which I probably couldn't spell. I just went, let's go Marvy. Throw a Y on the end of Marv. Still sounding like a nana too. Showered, ate a bit, and then went down to the station to do some production work. Got back home at three, watched some television, read some magazines... And I just have images of me lying on the carpet with my legs in the air, kicking backwards and forwards as I flick through a smash hits or a countdown mag. Uh, Then head back down to the station about 5.30pm. Put my records away from Saturday breakfast. Mark said that Kerry had rung to say hi. She, of course, old school friend, passed in 2006. Love her to death. I had Take 40 Australia from 6 till 9.30pm. Mum rang up just after 9. Had a bit of a chat. Oh. Someone's going by me in a motorbike. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently, she cried when she read my card for Mother's Day. Ain't that cute? Aw, I love that she cried, even though it was happy tears. Uh, My shift from 9.30 to midnight went well. Had some great music to play. No listing of what that music is. Kerry didn't ring back, which is very depressing. Boo-hoo in capital letters with two exclamation points. Uh, See ya, 1.22am. I do remember Smash Hits. They had the lyrics sheet and you could cut it. So the page was split into four ways and you could cut the lyrics out. And I remember Good Vibrations, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh, learning all of that. I hadn't heard the song yet. So I was like looking at the lyrics thinking, I wonder how this is going to go. Good Vibrations, come on, come on. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I just remember thinking, (laughs) can't imagine this actually being a good song, but I loved it. Oh, my God, how good was that song? You'd get the lyrics sometimes before you'd even hear the song. Back Um, then, Marky Mark was not an actor of any renown whatsoever. He was just a guy in his undies thrusting his groin at our TV screens. Yeah, in his Calvins. And we weren't unhappy about it. It was good. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, uh, this is Monday, May 15, and I've written public holiday, gosh, three exclamation points, and um, I've pointed towards Adelaide Cup Day in South Australia. Who fucking cares, you loser? Anyway, 2.20am. Well, hello there. Got up today just after 10.30. Someone was a knocking on my door. (laughs) I've actually written someone was a knocking on my door. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) 
It was Cindy. Colin had just given her a new bike and she brought it round to show me. What? She didn't know me clearly. Oh no one God. wakes me up to show me a fucking bike. Have you gotten Cindy on this show? No, I've lost complete contact with her, so I don't even know where she is. You hung out a lot. So yeah. where is Cindy? What happened to Cindy Mac? Did she get married? Was it to Colin? Have they still got that bike? <laughs> exactly. Cindy and Colin, it's the love story that just keeps on going. Because I, a couple of times now, you've said stuff about Cindy and Colin, I thought, they're pretty tight. In 89, your boyfriend buying you a new bike is worthy of riding over to someone's house and going, check out what my boyfriend got me. It's romantic. But, you know, sure. 10.30, don't wake me up. Have you not seen? Yesterday I slept at 1.30. Um, and she brought it around to show me. We had a chat for a while. After she left, I had some brunch and showered. Got to work at 1.30. So he could have been sleeping. Our reception was in the process of being painted. Oh, wow. I wonder what colour it was. Probably beige. Did some ads, had a chat to Natalie. She told me last Wednesday that she would be leaving in a month's time and today she was upset because her boyfriend Skinny was pissing her off. And of course, as we've said before, her boyfriend's real name, no idea. His nickname, Skinny, because he was skinny. I just love that about Australians. Exactly. Like, we always know how to give someone a nickname. Yeah, and it's usually the most obvious and belittling thing you could possibly do. That guy's got yeah. no body fat. You're going to be skinny. And it's actually very affectionate, but I've noticed when I've done it here, yeah, it doesn't go down so well sometimes. That culturally, it can get a, bit, <laughs> can get a little bit rough. Okay. <laughs> Save offensive nicknames to Australia, please. Um, went home at 4.45, had some tea. Colin and Cindy came over. They wanted to borrow my typewriter. Oh, I love that thing. I went to work at 5.30. Shift went really well. Bradley rang up to say my shift last night was great. And Nana Stella rang to say hi, which was nice. Got home and watched a movie. Licensed to drive. Really good. Oh. Seen it before. See ya, 2.20am. Corey Haim, I had a poster of him in the garage at my cousin's house. I was staying in Melbourne for a weekend, like, I don't know. So, and then I came back from swimming lessons and my cousin bloody poked his eyes out. Oh, you would have hated that. I ran down to the pool, devastated. It was probably one of the biggest tragedies of my life up until that point. Okay, hang on. And You're devastated and you ran down to the pool. Why? Because I wanted to get away from everyone. It's just, just leave me, just leave me. At least if in my water, you can't see the tears. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember my cousins saying, okay, we've got to do something because this is really, really, really bad. Like oh we've God. never seen that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's from Smash Hits too. As you do. All right, here's uh, Tuesday, May 16. This was written at 1.38am. Got up at midday today, showered and went down to the station just before two. Day off today, but I was bored shitless. I talked to Nat for a while and found out that Cindy didn't know Steve Hart was coming down from Headland and that she'd got the bum shifts. She was really pissed about it all. Bought a ticket for the quiz night, went home at six and had some toast. Mark and I went to the KI at about 7.10 for the quiz night. We teamed up with, and here's the list of the who's who of Caratha, Gary from the Caratha Tavern, Graham from the Tambray Centre, and Darren from the Caratha International, or KI. We ended up coming fourth, which isn't bad. Everyone kept buying me vodka and oranges. 
Ugh, you cheap bitch. Uh, even when I said I didn't want any more, they kept giving them to me. So I kept drinking them. I am so Australian. Uh, Gary dropped me home and I went to the station to say hi to Cindy. Came home 10 past 12. Watch TV. Now I'm going to bed. See ya, ya. 1.46am. P.S. I'm going to have a big headache tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, see ya, ya. Because I wrote, see ya, S double E double Y. A, and it's the slurriest writing of ever. But also, considering I was pissed at 1.38, I mean, look at that writing. It's not that bad. Yeah, this goes to show if you do something for 21 days straight, it becomes so habitual, you just have to do it. Yeah. Even when you've had a few screwdrivers down at the tavern, <laughs> hanging out with a... I forgot that they're called script. screwdrivers. That's such a great name. It is. It's a great name for a drink. Such a fucking hideous drink. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, then I kind of upped it to vodka and grapefruit juice. I remember that was called a sea breeze. On a rotten harbour full of bitter grapefruits. (laughs) Poo-wee. All right. (laughs) This is Wednesday, May 17, written at 3.20am. Well, another day off today. Got up at 10.30 today. Watched some television. Duh, that's all you ever do, mate. Showered, went down to the station about 1.30. Talked to Cindy for a while. Man, I love a chap. Walked into town to do the weekly shopping. Bumped into Nat and Skinny at their house on the way. Had a look at their new caravan. Not bad, really. They're going to take it with them when they leave. <laughs> I love <laughs> Why would they have a new caravan and not take it with them? You fucking moron. <laughs> uh, Neville picked me up about two minutes from the shopping centre and drove me in. How generous. I rang Dad, did the weekly shopping and then got a taxi home. Unpacked everything and had some tea. Went down to the phone at 9.15pm and rang Mum and Dad. Had a bit of a chat. Went down to the station and stayed with Cindy and Sean till midnight. Sean came over and we watched a video. Now I'm going to bed. 3.29am. It's pretty upmarket that you're catching a cab at 19 in Caratha. Was there only one cab driver? I can't remember how many there were. It would have been expensive as well. People would have been catching buses, even with their um, shopping. I don't think there were any buses in Carafa. Oh. There's no point in having a bus <laughs> service when there's only 10,000 people and most of them own a car. <laughs> <laughs> I love how oh, okay. you think that regional Carafa had a bustling public transport system. <laughs> yes, stupid me. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. I think the taxis were just there so that people didn't die in the heat. <laughs> And by the way, is Nat's boyfriend skinny? Is it a new relationship? Oh, this is a different Nat. Nat White, who worked at On Bazaar, is not this Nat. This is Nat that did the schedules at the radio station. Skinny hasn't been mentioned before. I think he may have popped up once or twice. But, you know, it's like Sean. He's never appeared until now. And it's like there's no mention of who the fuck Sean is, what he does, nothing. But shortly I'm going to offer him to move in. So (laughs) I'm so good at keeping records. (laughs) All right. As long as we know you've showered and had a microwave. Exactly. <laughs> hey, this is May 18. It's a Thursday and this was written at 12.24am. Well, today was a pisser. Got up about 11, showered, went down to the station about 1pm. Cindy and I recorded a commercial for Ampole that she had written. It was a great ad. I then had a listen and looked at the records I had for the new release show. Met Steve Hart from Headland. He's not a bad guy. Well, thanks, mate. Went home and had a quick tea. Back to the station. My shift from six till midnight went okay. I sent a fax to Mike in Adelaide. He rang up and I talked to him and Helen, plus Rod Larkham. 
<laughs> for a while. Helen and Mike had a listen to me on air. Cindy came down for about an hour, and that's about it. See ya, 12.29am. There are so many names in this entry and no yeah. reference to who the hell any of them are. Rod Larkham, he sounds like a big wig. Mike and Helen worked at um, the video store called Roxy Video on Anzac Highway in Adelaide. Maybe Rod worked there as well. Maybe he's the owner I know Helen and her husband owned the place, but it wasn't Mike. Mike was just the guy I worked with. He used to have a Mitsubishi Magna with a $15,000 stereo in it, and I never understood why anyone would spend $15,000 putting a stereo in a Mitsubishi Magna. But, hey, it was the 80s. <laughs> All right, this is uh, Friday, May 19. It was written at 1.24am. Got up at 9.30 this morning, showered, and was at the station by 10. Oh my god. I know, help me. Did some commercials. We went over to the Caratha Tavern for lunch. Richie's gone on holidays for two weeks, so everything's going to be a bit different as far as logs are concerned. Jan asked me if I could feed her cats while she was away over the weekend. She also said I could use her car. I said, fine. (laughs) I'm sure I said it better than that. Uh, My shift from 2 till 6 p.m. went really well. We got our own personalised sweepers today. Mine says, and I've got in inverted commas with capital letters, 6KA and then a slash, 6NW, the hits continue with Ben Wosley. End of inverted commas. It's really great. Actually, it's, and then I've put in inverted commas in capitals again, giving you the hits, not the hits continue. (laughs) Love that I don't even know my own station's branding. Um, Went home and watched a bunch of movies that were sent to me from Roxy Video via Mum. They were okay. I also got a new pair of shoes from Mum and Dad too. See ya, 1.37am. A sweeper, is that the ad that they put on the radio to say who you are? Yeah, you generally play it between two songs. So we say 6KA, 6NW, the hits continue with Ben Wosley. That sort of crap. Oh, no, hang on. Giving you the hits, giving you the shits with Ben Wosley. (laughs) (laughs) And we, we have to talk about giving you the hits because that was written across the front of the building And Brendan Jones, Jonesy, who appeared in previous episodes, I read in his book that when he turned up with Neville and they pulled up out the front of the building, Brendan pointed to the sign and said, does anyone ever, you know, with that sign? He goes, what do you mean with that sign? He goes, you know, what they, you know, and Neville never got it. And then a few months later, someone spray painted an S in front of the hit, so it was giving you the shits. And because Brendan mentioned it to Neville, Neville immediately thought, Brendan has done this. And he got dragged into the station and had to prove that he hadn't done it. He's like, of course I haven't done it too. But yeah, how do you not think when we're going to label a station, giving you the hits is not going to be hacked (laughs) and turned into giving you the shits? Weird. Hits, hits, hits. Hits, hits, hits. Giving you the shits, shits, shits. All right. And our last entry. uh, This is Saturday, May 20, 3.14am. Got up today at 4.30am. Got to work at about 25 past five. Shift went really well. JD's trading post was absolutely great. How do you get a great trading post? We've discussed what those are about. They sound god awful. I know. Maybe I didn't stuff it up or say, shit, that's a good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stayed behind after midday and waited to do some production. Cindy and Colin invited me over for dinner and then go with them to the drive-in. I said, and this is inverted commas, yeah, great. Went home after I did my production. Slept from five onwards. I set my alarm to go off at six. It didn't. 
I woke up at 9.30pm, immediately realising that I had missed the evening with Cindy and Colin. I was so bloody angry and embarrassed. I went round to Jan's and fed her cats, got home, had some tea. Just after one, we started watching a movie called The Complete Beatles. It was a documentary. It was great, so I've watched it. Now I've got just under two hours till I've got to be up. And then in capital letters I've written, SHIT! And five exclamation points. See ya! 3.19am. Did you have one of those alarms that goes... Yes! It's not a nice way to wake up. No. And I feel I still have my old digital alarm clock from the 80s somewhere in this house. I need to go foraging. Oh, it should be a soundbite from the show. Just in case people go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just hit it every five seconds. Anyway, another diary entry, guys. You ready? (laughs) All right, my love. Thank you so much for, again, taking time out on your holiday to have a chat with me. My pleasure. It's been really lovely. You're a lifesaver as per usual. Hey, um, in the next episode, my mum calls to tell me that she's booked flights to come and visit Karatha. There's a fire in the fuse box while I'm on air and I become a nervous wreck as a result, which is the next level up from the nervous person I am on air during every shift. There's more vodka to be inhaled with the usual teenage bravado and none of my friends seem to be home even though I keep walking down to the phone box and calling them every half an hour to check. (laughs) Calm down, you stalker. Obviously, I want to do something to help raise Indigenous voices and this episode I want to shine a spotlight on black business uh, B-L-A-K, it's spelt. Olivia, who runs it through Instagram, brings together info to make Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander history, politics, voices, creators, and more easily accessible to each and every one of us. There's so much information, links, and stuff for you to learn, discover, buy, support, and also petitions worthy of your time and support. So get your follow on at B-L-A-K Business on Instagram. Always love giving thanks and props to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for our theme tune and Tom Muchley to Jezelenko for all the other bits and shits. You can follow us at 19in89 on Instagram and Twitter and please share our podcast with your besties. Uh, subscribe to and if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We are, of course, on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts. And until next time, I'm, of course, oh, Love you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.